Check, check. Yeah, okay. Got that thing working. You are tuned in to What's the Matter with Me podcast. The Godcast, the Dad Podcast, the Fishing Rodcast. We went on a family record shopping expedition. More on that in a moment. Meanwhile, you are tuned into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. My name is John. I'm 44 years old, husband, father of two, small business owner, radio DJ, podcaster. And I have multiple sclerosis, trigeminal neuralgia, and I made this podcast to share what I'm going through. It's a lot of multifaceted narratives. We had our neighbors over for dinner last night. We had pulled pork sandwiches and coleslaw. Every time I make a pulled pork sandwich, I'm like, the thing, hopping hot sauce, needs hopping hot sauce. I put it on it. I put hopping hot sauce on my on my sandwich and it was the jam. Speaking of the jam, Hoppin' hot sauce, it's the best hot sauce. Hoppin' hot sauce, it's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. All right, it was the jingle. A lot of people say, I wish the jingle just played all the time. All the time, everywhere I went. I have to go places and they aren't playing the jingle. And I'm like, you shouldn't go there. You're going places you shouldn't go. It's the jingle. Check out Hoppin' Hot Sauce on Amazon. Want to give some shout outs when just to get us rolling. Get this thing on the road. Shout out to the Sandman. He wrote in for fresh fish market recommendations in the South Bay. So I gave up all my spots to him. Not really, not really. The place on 13th Street. There's a place out on 13th where it becomes Old Oakland Road in San Jose. It's like a wholesale fish market. You go in there, there's just plastic tubs. It is not like a grocery store. It has no accoutrement. It's the floor is wet. There's drains in the floor. There's tanks with crab and fish and lobster. And it's pretty hectic. I told them Whole Foods was the best in the South Bay. It kind of is. That that downtown Whole Foods on um, the Alameda, they have a pretty good fish market. That's not really like giving up your spots to be like, go to Whole Foods. But I was like, go to the secret wholesale fish market. Shout out to the Sandman. Shout out to Jersey Girl and Max Level 2. 
they they wrote me about a mayhem special on KFJC. I think I do want to get involved in it. They sent me emails, shout outs. They sent me emails, john at hoppinworld.com, j-o-h-n at h-o-p-p-i-n-w-o-r-l-d.com. You send me an email, I'll send you a shout out. Possibly, possibly, come on, you know it. Possibly the best shout out anyone's ever had. Or anyone will have. Or anyone could have. Go to what's the matter with me.org. Hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. And get the selfie. You get it in your email box. That's really all it is. I'm just trying to propagate the selfie. So subscribe and you'll get the selfie every time there's a new episode. You'll get an email and in that episode, it'll be a selfie. I have a reminder, I gotta take the selfie right now. Can't forget to take the selfie. Let's see, here we go. How we looking? How we looking? I know I take the selfie here. I should bring my comb out here. I know there's going to be a selfie. Let me get myself all together. Can comb my hair with a stick. Yeah. Let's get that selfie. It's time. Yeah, okay. Mission accomplished. So, shout outs. I went record shopping with my family on the weekend. I'm always, every weekend, I'm like, let's go record shopping. What do you want to do? I want to go record shopping. So, I went record shopping at Amoeba Berkeley with the family in my wheelchair. Not for anything in particular, just to kind of browse, you know. I wanted to just go out, see the people, Telegraph Avenue, we went to Telegraph. It was a scene, they smelled like incense. Where did we park? I think we parked on the street. Yeah, we parked on the street with street parking. We took the wheelchair with the wheelchair lift. So all that worked out. We got into Amoeba. It's kind of... They, they, shopping Amoeba isn't great because... And record shopping in the wheelchair just isn't that great because the stacks are above your eye level. So you can barely peek into the CDs and see what it... Barely... And I need help seeing what's in the back of the, you know, I can only shop like the front half or front two thirds of the stack. What's in the back, I'm kind of out of luck. But they have the featured records and the featured CDs. Featured stuff is above those stacks kind of in the back and I can see that so a little bit I get to and that's where I've been shopping for quite a while now because I like to go to the record store and see what 
the people who work there are like pulling out. At Amoeba, the jazz section, it's a lot like my John Coltrane, Miles Davis, they they take out it's like there's no other no other artists you can find except those two. But actually I found I found a Don Cherry CD and it was up there before the all the Coltrane kicked in. And Don Cherry, and the thing that caught my eye was it had Nana Vasconcelos, who's a Brazilian percussionist. Um, he plays Berenbau and like all the Brazilian percussion instruments are pretty interesting. I think he died a couple of years ago. I think it's fair to say he's like a master percussionist. So I was like, okay, cool. Dawn Cherry. Dawn Cherry is a multi-instrumentalist horn and reed player and trumpet flute. You know, he's like in it with Colin Walcott, who's like a dude, white dude playing sitar. That's like an easy way and gongs and stuff. So it's like proto world music. They were all into that. Don Cherry, Nana Vasconcelos and Colin Walcott. They're getting together and kind of jamming with this expanded world music kind of instrumentation. So the band is called Codona, which is like Colin, Don, Nana, Codona, Codona. And it was a three CD, three CD set. And it was on ECM, which is like they have a lot of Euro jazz and kind of proggy jazz and stuff. So interesting label. And the artist, Nana Vasconcelos, sold me. And it was a three CD set used. So the Codona, Codona Trilogy. And it's um, out of stock, out of print at ECM. They have seven copies of it on Discogs. And the cheapest one is $37. I think I got the this for 26 bucks at Amoeba. So I was like, okay, I'm getting a deal. So I was like, okay, I'll pick that up. ECM, three CD set. Brazilian percussionist. I'm in Codona. Maybe I can find a, a, a YouTube video. My son was all into hip hop. As soon as we got there, he wanted, you know, and I, I told him when I was a kid, my parents didn't buy hip hop for me if it had a parental advisory label on it, which is all of them. With that's when he told me, and I'm like, yes, you're right. Like, I remember that. So we got around it. We're always kind of having legal workarounds in my family to make things work. You got to kind of fudge the edges sometime. 
He didn't buy it. I bought it. Okay, so I got the Marshall Mathers 2 CD by Eminem. He picked that out. That's what was available used for like seven bucks. It wasn't really about what you could. It was. I told him, you got to look at what's used. That's what you can get. You make a dollar fifty a week. So I bought it for him, you know, because I had already previously said that bit about won't get it if it's got the parental advisory. And, you know, I was like, how do I get out of that? Having said that. So I got it for him. He was happy. I think it probably has some adult themes, but as far as rapper rappers go, Eminem isn't as bad as it, as it could be. That's uh, the way I looked out at it. I was like, okay, at least there's some level of straight, honest dealing here with Eminem that you might not get with, like, Nelly, right? I don't want to have talk bad on Nelly, but it seems like Eminem might have less pop. I'm not sure where I'm going here. I'm trying to justify why I bought this record. I did it to make my son happy. He was happy. Briefly, and then an hour or two later, he was freaking out about something. Okay, so my wife and my daughter were all, were also there, and it's like, I got a CD. My son got a CD, so my wife and my daughter went in on, and I, you know, they, I, I'm not sure how they negotiated this. I was busy dropping the jazz and hip-hop sections. My wife and my daughter went in on the Taylor Swift cover CD, Taylor's version. She does a bunch of covers and then in parentheses writes Taylor's version after each one. And you know, she's been all over the TV and the media. It's like... Don't you remember when Cat Power did a covers record? She called it the covers record, but it's not like every song she was like, Cat Power's version. Like, that's kind of understood. So I thought that was something a little odd to insist upon writing that it was your version. Maybe there's more to that. And also, I didn't want to hate on Taylor Swift because of the propensity of men to tear down women uh, in every aspect. So a little bit, maybe I'll just let her go away with it. Get away with it. And so Taylor's version, who cares? I put it on the CD player on the way home. We listened to it. It's like electro pop. It's powerful music. That's what I thought. The frequencies of the movie, of the, the frequencies of the song, the way it's mastered, they're just like on 100% blast mode. 
they're very strong, very loud. It's pop music, but it like peels your eyelids back and curls your eyelashes. It's powerful. And so I thought that was something cool. Like, I think the people who listen to that kind of music can inhabit that space and feel powerful. And like I said about men constantly tearing down women in every aspect all the time, that's probably good to be powerful. And probably I can't experience what that feels like. But I was like, dang, this electro pop is like, take no prisoners, electro pop, not looking back. We're going to have a dance party and we won't look back. Powerful. Join us in the dance party or we'll rip your body to shreds. What did it say? It'll peel your eyelids back and curl your eyelashes. Or else get the hell out of here. It's Taylor's version. Taylor's version. Plenty Riz. I was trying to like throw around young people slang at my Super Bowl party. And everybody was like, we're just going to ignore you. So I'll do it here where it's a one-sided conversation. Taylor Swift has Riz. And she has more drip than I expected. And I think guys that aren't feeling Taylor Swift are sus. All right, all right, enough. It's it's obvious, pretty obvious why she's a major spectacular pop star. Taylor Swift. <coughs> I was nervous. <laughs> I was nervous about that segment. Because if I screwed up my Taylor Swift review, the internet would kill me, I'm pretty sure. (coughs) I wonder if there are people who will listen to this just to make sure I don't talk any smack about Taylor Swift. Well, the thing is, I I liked it. I I thought, dang. But I did think, dang, this is powerful. And it made me think how men are always tearing down women. So we turned up the block from Telegraph right after Rasputin. We turned up the block and like, it's hard. I I spent a lot of time on Telegraph, but I hardly recognize it. And I realized what was going on. People's Park was gone. I didn't even know what side of the street People's Park was because I don't recognize... Why do we keep saying that? I don't recognize things, the things they built across the street from People's Park. So People's Park is gone, but whatever's across the street, it's different and they have these shipping containers blockading the sidewalk where People's Park was. And there's cops hanging out. There were three cops guarding the shipping containers blockading People's Park. And it had bad vibes. Like, 
I was over there a little bit. We didn't go all the way. I didn't say anything. We didn't go up the block. We went part of the way. And then I was like, someone's going to throw like a Molotov cocktail. And I'm in my wheelchair and I'm going to get burnt and pepper sprayed. Like definitely the person in the wheelchair is getting pepper sprayed. Because it's must-see TV. I didn't hang out in People's Park. People's Park was already like homeless people were living in the trees. There was kind of the stage. We we really used it just to cut across. We would that's People's Park was useful for cutting across, but not anymore. It's a bad scene. Bad vibes. BV. Berkeley bad vibes. Being inspiring all the time is kind of a drag. When you're a disabled person, everyone is like expecting you to give some angle that's like inspiration. I kind of was thinking about that, about disability inspiration and I, I googled that idea. I came up with this article from Forbes from April 2022 by Andrew Andrew Pullrang. He writes, In 2014, disabled Australian disability activist Stella Young gave a TED Talk titled, I'm not your inspiration, thank you very much. It has become an essential text of disability culture and a touchstone for people with disabilities struggling to describe their experiences. Young's presentation and even just the title put into tart, succinct words something People with disabilities all over the world instinctively feel, but often can't explain. Disabled people have complicated relationships with a lot of words. But the one other, the disability itself, disabled people feel most intensely about may be the word inspirational skipping down about why the word inspirational is a problem rather than conveying admiration and respect inspirational tends to suggest condescension condescension and sentimentality it's not just the word itself but the tone of voice so often used to articulate it. Vague, dreamy, childish. It seems to offer disabled people's lives to supply emotional satisfaction for non-disabled people. Why do people continue to use the word? There are good reasons too. Sometimes they literally mean it. It's a word they know in order to compliment a disabled person. Instead of calling a disabled person inspirational, use more specific adjectives that refer to the person's unique and positive qualities. 
not just broad stereotypes of disabled people in general. If you find inspirational on the tip of your tongue when discussing people with disabilities, stop and think. You don't necessarily have to censor yourself. But be aware that rightly or wrongly, the word is at best problematic and at worst toxic for many disabled people. And then maybe think of something more specific, personal, and original to say. So I'll put a link to that kind of interesting thinking. Is there a healthy place for inspirational and disability culture? By Andrew Polrang, April 21st, 2022 in Forbes. Yeah, that can be a drag, but... I was thinking about the radio. You know, I was on the radio and I really connected with the listener. In the radio, it's for disabled people, unpopular people. The voice on the radio, you're talking and the listener is hearing you. It's like a one-on-one. It's just like this. It's broadcasting. It's a one-on-one conversation with the listener. And for disabled people, unpopular people, weirdos, homeless people, people in jail, anyone who tunes in can listen. That's kind of the same with this podcast. If you're able to, you can listen. It's democratic in that way. And anyone who wants to You can listen. Whoever you are, you can listen. You're welcome here. It's in the equal space. With that said, I got to put it in here. Email me. I'll give you a shout out. The best shout out. John at hoppinworld.com. A huge shout out. J-O-H-N at H-O-P-P-I-N-W-O-R-L-D dot com. Thanks for tuning in. I went record shopping, a family record shopping expedition, an incursion into Berkeley. We had our neighbors over for for dinner last night. It was pretty good. Pulled pork sandwiches with hopping hot sauce. Shout out Sandman, Jersey Girl, Max Level. Subscribe, get the selfie. I went record shopping. At Amoeba with the family in my wheelchair. I got Kadona. My son got Eminem. My wife and daughter got Taylor Swift. There's no more People's Park, but the bad vibes are there. Being inspiring kind of complicated. The radio broadcasting, it's democratic. Everyone is welcome. Pull up a chair, gather round. Send me an email. Thanks for tuning in to What's the Matter with Me podcast. I'll check you next time.